Hi, this is Abe Hefter, and welcome to You Heart to Hartford. Here we take you inside the University of Hartford and the stories being told by the many talented people who are the University of Hartford. Faculty, staff, students, and alumni. The experience and experiences they're sharing on our West Hartford campus and beyond. Today we're joined by the Director of Marketing and Publicity at Valiant Entertainment, Greg Katzman, BA, Class of 2007. Now, Valiant is a leading character-based entertainment company that owns the largest independent superhero universe in comics. Uh, With more than 81 million issues sold and a library of over 2,000 characters, Valiant is one of the most successful publishers in the history of the comic book medium. And uh, Greg is a big part of that. Uh, Greg, thanks for taking the time. Thank you for the invite. I'm I'm always happy to talk about my time at Yuha and how it helps... uh helped me throughout my career. So I have to tell you, I was like a kid in a candy shop while reading up on Valiant Entertainment (laughs) on the uh, company website. What an absolute visual treat. Let's start with the journey that brought you to Valiant Entertainment. Going back, way back, did it start with a a love of comics as a young boy? (laughs) So I was first uh, exposed to the superhero, the world of superhero, really. Superheroes, excuse me, through animated shows. Uh, I was born in the 80s, so I grew up with stuff like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Batman, X-Men, Spider-Man. I collected the toys, I played the, the video games, the arcades, I collected the cards, and then eventually I would find a comic book one day, and I became hooked on that. And uh, it was really uh, during my time at Yuha that I really doubled down on uh, collecting comics. There were there was a good uh, a couple local comic shops in the area that I would go to, and uh, I just started you know diving into the decades upon decades mm. of great comics that featured the characters I love. So did that? Uh, I guess we can call it a sort of the newfound um, love of of comic books coming during your time at the University of Hartford that did that help shape your studies uh, where did that take you that that was purely a hobby it was some escapism um and it was just something i enjoyed i wasn't sure if i would really have a career that ever incorporated my love of you know all these superheroes and comic books but i knew that no matter what i was studying i wanted to find myself in a career hmm. where i felt like i was uh, rewarded creatively, and I was happy with it. So that was always very important for me. How did your studies at uh, at the University of Hartford shape your career as a 2007 communication graduate? Sure, it was crucial uh, because I was a member of the Student Television Network, SDN mm-hmm. Channel 2. Um, and really, I, I think that played an essential role in uh, my career, and I would not be where I am today without those experiences. STN uh, really felt like a full-time job when I was uh, on campus. Um, of course, all the classes helped me expand my knowledge and you know gain valuable insight in different parts of different uh, industries, but through STN, it was invaluable hands-on experience uh, that was daily, and everyone was working towards the same goal. Uh, every week, which was a live broadcast Friday at five o'clock. So that was a lot of fun. And that experience, uh, again, I know saying it felt like a full-time job isn't the most uh, exciting way to promote STN, but it's important because I think it prepares you for life after you graduate and what you may experience, uh, no matter what kind of company um, you find yourself in after you graduate. 
So I guess you uh, discovered a passion for comics um, during your time at the University of Hartford. How did you move that that passion, that love forward and get into the, the comic industry? Yeah, I, I'm a firm believer that everything uh, throughout your history helps shape the person that you are, whether good or bad. And even if something's bad, there are still positive things you could take away from it. Um, I was in STN too. I was focused on writing, reporting, and I was an anchor. I worked my way up to news director. So eventually after graduating, I found myself in the news industry because I figured that would be an organic fit. Uh, I did several years, um, a few in Connecticut and then a few in uh, New York. And it was, it was mostly the overnight shift. I was working the, the graveyard schedule mm -hmm. and I just found that my heart wasn't in it anymore, but the experiences that I gained were so important and everything, uh, that I learned through STN and through my time in the news industry and even some jobs that I had before going into the news industry. I feel like it's really important for people to know that, you know, right when you graduate, you may not have your dream job or working in the industry that you want to be in right away. I, I was a waiter for a couple months right after I graduated. And then I was a customer outreach specialist for uh, a little over a year before going into the news industry. Uh, but after about four years in the news industry, I, I could have had a promising stable future there, but my my heart just wasn't in it. So I took all the skills uh, and experience that I learned and I asked myself, how can I use this to change direction? What, where can I go next? And with all of those skills, I was able to apply them to a career in uh, entertainment journalism. So I started uh, working freelance for a variety of websites uh, that I would go to and visit um, throughout the years. And I was able to take everything I learned and focus on you know, covering movies and TV shows that I love, comic book movies, comic book TV shows, and then, of course, comic books themselves. How long have you been involved in the comic book industry and everything associated with it? Oh, wow. Um, I think technically close to a decade now, um, if we're counting, you know, all my time as press and covering comics and collaborating with publishers and studios. Uh, yeah, close to a decade of experience, I want to say. So let me ask you, how have things changed uh, for the comic book industry since, since 2012, I guess, when you got your start? And what has technology meant for those of us, present company included, uh, who grew up reading comic books? Because, you know, to get a superhero fix, um, all I had were, you know, were comic books, but the world has changed so dramatically. How has it changed for for the comic books industry? Sure, that's that's an excellent question. Uh, I think there have been a, a number of significant changes. Uh, first and foremost, accessibility. Um, whether you grew up with comics, going to a comic shop, getting physical copies, or if you just discovered them on a Kindle or on an app on your phone, uh, there's been a huge expansion into digital. Uh, I think that that is occurred without hindering the the experience of collecting physical copies because accessibility is great accessibility is important and it takes a, a concept that is still alien to a large number of people everyone loves you know going to see the avengers or or going to see you know 
the new Batman movie, which is excellent. That That's great that people love those things and it brings them escapism, which is incredibly important. But to for a lot of people, the concept of actually reading a comic is something that, you know, not a lot of people have done. And it could be a little intimidating uh, if they find a comic shop. Where do they start? What do they pick up? Um, it, it's like if you saw the new Batman movie and you say, I want to go read a Batman comic, you have to go through the process of finding your local comic shop and then going in and there are dozens upon dozens of new comics and collected editions featuring Batman. It could be a little overwhelming. So I think accessibility is great where even some theaters will offer a free digital comic. So definitely accessibility on the digital front has allowed more people to uh, kind of have a warm welcome to the concept of reading comics. But you'll also see a lot of adapting from comic book retailers as well because they've they've had to um, as these comic book characters have grown so much uh, in popularity in the mainstream um comic book retailers have had to take steps to really make sure that their community is aware of their existence and it's the go-to place if your kid loves all the spider-man movies you know go to the shop there's going to be more adventures with spider-man that they can enjoy Mm. so you see a lot of pivoting to make sure there's more accessibility and leading into the uh significantly interesting uh, increased interest that these characters now have thanks to these you know incredibly massive movies and uh, incredibly successful uh, streaming shows who are the most popular superheroes in the valiant universe and 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 why sure great question first and foremost it would be uh bloodshot because he had a movie starring Vin diesel uh, <laughs> <laughs> i think that's that's a very safe answer um also though Uh, Back in the early 90s, Bloodshot number one was released the same day Superman died in his fight with Doomsday, which was a brilliant move on behalf of the Valiant team back in the 90s because they knew that comic book stores would see an unprecedented amount of foot traffic on that day when uh, Superman had his, uh, his, his fight to the finish with Doomsday. So while people are in the shop, you know, they also saw this new number one with Bloodshot, and uh, that that sold a lot of people on the character, which is great. Um, I would also say a guy named Exo Manowar. He's often viewed as our flagship character. He is a man out of time, a fifth century Visigoth warrior who now wields uh, this sentient alien armor, which gives him incredible, uh, incredible strength and powers. He's he's someone with a very dated approach on justice wielding incredible power and that's that's a scary combo if you're uh if you're not someone seeing eye to eye with him hmm. you know i'm looking at the artwork on the valiant entertainment uh, website the the harbinger renegade series for example mm-hmm. and these are clearly not as the term goes your father's comic book heroes uh, talk to us about i guess pushing the comic book envelope if you will, in that process these days. Yeah, sure. Happy to. So Marvel and DC do a brilliant job with their iconic larger-than-life heroes. DC's characters, they're almost like gods. They're these characters you admire. That It doesn't really feel like you could ever be them, but they're people that inspire you. Uh, Marvel, there's a little more of the approach of these could be a little more relatable uh, characters with these surreal powers. And both 
companies do an exceptional job. I'm, I'm a huge fan of plenty that they do and an avid uh, reader of their comics. Uh, but those companies have been around uh, for a very long time. Valiant came about in the 90s and it created a new shared universe just like Marvel and DC has. But it's more of a, it was a, a reflection of its time and the worldview then. It was a bit of a moral gray zone. Uh, we have very few characters who are your traditional tights and capes, always smiling, always doing the right thing. It, it, they always say it's going for more human than superhuman with the characters. They're flawed people. In one story arc, they could be truly the, the good person doing the right thing. On the next, they could mess up because... The goal is to have more moral complexity with the characters. And uh, yeah, I, I think there are there is something for everyone in the universe because if someone does just want an inspirational, feel-good story, we have the character Faith. She is someone who grew up loving comic books and superheroes. And when she gets the ability to fly, she fully embraces that and wants to be the kind of superhero that she loved as a kid. But then all the other characters are... Uh, a little more complex in their decision-making. There's a lot of moral gray zone to them. Uh, for example, the character Toya Harada, who is in the Harbinger franchise. Uh, Harbinger was recently announced as having a movie from uh, Paramount, by the way. Um, the director of the Maze Runner movies will be helming that, and it is uh, written by one of the co-writers of uh, Shang-Chi, um, Legend of the Ten Rings from Marvel Studios, which was a great movie. Um, he is viewed traditionally as the villain and by all means he's done some terrible things but he also has the potential to be someone who could save humanity and help usher in a new era of you know prosperity and health like they've never seen before so valiant is definitely a product of its time the 90s uh it's not going for black and white views of heroes and villains it's it's definitely uh, tiptoeing right down the middle. What is a typical day like for Greg Katzman, Director of Marketing and Publicity at uh, Valiant Entertainment? <laughs> uh, it's it's a fun day, thankfully. So my focus, excuse me, is on the, the publishing line, so, so the comics. And uh, what I do there is I, of course, work with uh, we're, we're a pretty small publisher, so I get to work with all the other departments and make sure that we're promoting everything that every department is working on. But in addition to that, I spend a lot of my time uh, working with uh, entertainment and comics press, as well as the comic book creators that we're working with to create promotional opportunities, whether that is a, you know an in-depth interview with an upcoming writer or artist, revealing concept art, preview pages, exclusive reviews. Uh, one thing that I'm doing right now, actually, is setting up a press tour for one of our upcoming launches that arrives in May. So I am uh, working with a number of uh, press outlets to uh, coordinate uh, a press tour with the writer and artist of the book. So that way we have ongoing coverage and new content for fans to enjoy as we approach the launch of the book. Can those of us who fancy ourselves uh, artists and writers and, and comic book aficionados submit original work to Valiant? 
Yes, on the website, if you do go to the About Us section, uh, valiantentertainment.com, there is uh, a section which provides information on submissions. I, I don't have it memorized, but all the information is there, and then the editorial team uh, is the one that receives the submissions, and uh, assuming the submission is done properly, they'll, they'll review it uh, when they have the opportunity to do so. Yes. When I was uh, growing up, I loved sports, and, and, and I still do. And as uh, fate would have it, I was able to, in one way, shape, or form, sort of parlay that passion into a career as a sports broadcaster and journalist. And because of that, I guess the expression is I really never felt I, like I worked a day in my life because <laughs> I, I did what I love. And, and I'm wondering if... If that's how you feel as somebody who grew up in an environment, a creative environment, and you know within the, the 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 comic book world, and now it has become your profession, how does what does that feel like for you? It is an incredible, uh, an absolutely incredible feeling. Um, I mean, every day I get to. <laughs> the other day, I sent an email asking about a question to our editors about some of our characters. And I ended it saying, I can't believe this is a work email. We're so lucky uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> because we get to talk about these just really fun things. And we get to play in a sandbox of all these great characters. And uh, it, it truly does not feel like work. It's just embracing creativity and passion, having fun with it. And uh, I've been I've been very lucky. Even even before this, um, when I was at Midtown Comics, for example, in New York, uh, I, I ran their marketing and events. I would just set up uh, signing events with creators just to give fans the opportunity to to meet their favorite creators and give creators the chance to you know uh, you know talk directly to their fans and stuff like that. It's just so fun. And throughout my career, I've, I've had just so many surreal opportunities whether it's going to you know these private screenings with fox or well they're not fox anymore i guess now they're 20th century studios after the acquisition uh or sony or wb and getting to see movies early and knowing that that was for work was just incredible and i've, I've had the opportunity to you know attend uh uh, movie sets, uh, do press junkets. I've, I've interviewed, you know, Dwayne Johnson and Hugh Jackman and Michael Fassbender and Willem Dafoe. It's just, uh, it's, it's been surreal. And I've been incredibly fortunate to have these experiences. And, uh, it really just all boils down to a combination of, uh, authentic passion and relevant experience. And, I was able to uh, work really hard, <laughs> really hustle a lot, and uh, I've been very, very fortunate. And it, it all started with uh, my time at Yuha mm -hmm. and, and getting that experience at SDN. Because if I didn't do that, I'm, I'm honestly not sure where I would be right now. Who's your favorite comic book character, either growing up or today? <laughs> that's so tough uh that is such a tough question because that answer can change well you know we ask the tough questions here greg yeah <laughs> <laughs> so so outside of valiant i i gotta say the ninja turtles will always have a special place in my heart i'm not sure if they're technically superheroes mm -hmm. but the ninja turtles are uh they're my favorite greg katzman the director of marketing and publicity at valiant entertainment 
a BA class of 2007 at the University of Hartford. Since joining the company in 2018, Greg has remained focused on expanding Valiant's outreach by building and maintaining authentic press and fan relationships. Uh, fair to say, I think, his, his dream job. Greg, thank you for this. Thank you so much, Abe. I really appreciate it.